Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Jeez, I gotta let this fucking, like, color correction shit settle down. It's going crazy. It's insane. It keeps, it keeps doing an insane, like, spotlight. Like, speaking of spooky yeah. Saturdays, you've got very much a horror victim type look right now. You're, like, just about to get stabbed. Yeah, I haven't put up any of my, like, lights. I don't necessarily know what I'm going to do. Okay, so if you haven't noticed, obviously, uh, if you're watching the video episode of of 173, I don't look like I'm in a cubicle this week like I did last Uh week. It's because I ended up moving around the concept of my office. And now, like, I have some bookshelves right here. And I just ended up, like, literally... I did exactly what Josh did, where I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna put this bitch in the closet. Yeah, like it just dude, makes more closet sense. That is great. Just oh, yeah, man, it's so good. Then you could just close it up, and your room looks so nice. And there's all this space. It's great. Admittedly, I took the doors off. I'm not oh, doing no. the close it no, up I thing. Love the I took the yeah. doors right off, just, dude. I'm just, not fucking. I could literally with that. just leave you right now. I could just yeah. Uh, you just peace I, out. I just be gone. <laughs> Every time, I love it. Yeah, I ended up like I so I had an L-shaped desk, though, so I had to actually take off a piece so that I could. Yeah, that's. uh, Yeah. So it was like good enough because otherwise I was going to put it in here, but then I realized like it would come out like this far. So I basically just couldn't move my chair at all. Mm, Like it was just impossible. Um, But yeah, since I don't have my lights now, I can seemingly wear dark clothing, but I don't know. Everything's fucked up. It's it's super annoying. You know, all, all the good stuff. It's just all, my life is it's fine. Up. What are we we only got like <laughs> 20 people who actually watch the YouTube or whatnot? It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. Someone who gives a shit? shit? You yeah. know what? It's it's fine. It's good. We're doing uh, this for course. literally the patrons. Like who else listens? Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Phil like subscribed to us and commented on one of our YouTube videos, and I was like, What's up, Phil boy? How you doing, big boy? <laughs> But yeah, yeah, super fun. Hello and welcome to IndiePod, an indie games podcast, your weekly source for all the indie games news you need to know. This week, we are bringing you one indie game news story before, of course, hopping into, uh, yeah, I didn't know where I was going to go with that. Before, of course, hopping into a whole bunch of new stuff, we're going to talk about our indie game shoutouts, answer your listener questions, and that's it because... (laughs) I love you just enough to give you that much of my time. You know, uh, everything outside of that is pretty insane. Dude, do you have that's a, a good amount rock of time. band set up behind you? No, I bought an electric drum set. I'm going to actually learn how to play the drums. No way. Yeah. That's fucking dope. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. like I hadn't seen it until right now. And then I was like, was like we got to talk about band, this. Yeah. No, no, like, no, no, no. no, it's like a legit setup. It's uh, yeah. 
it's pretty cool. I was playing around with it uh, yesterday because I had just set it up. It took a while for me to get this these pieces like all put into place because you just get all separate pieces. And I was like, fuck, I don't know anything about drums. And I was like, all right, we're going to figure it out. And the instructions are just like pictures of like, this is what it should look like at just like random intervals. And I was like, you could have given me at least a couple more steps in between. And then I tried to watch a video from this company and it was like a different set. And I was like, well, this doesn't help me. He's like, you'll be able to tell by the the rubber pads on the bottom. And I was like, mine don't have that. You have more pieces than I do. What are you using? And I was like super (laughs) confused. So I just, I did it myself, but it ended up working out. I started playing it and I was like, wow. And I turned back to my wife, who's just kind of like sitting there watching me do it. And I go, this sounds awful. And she's like, oh no, is it bad? And I was like, no, no, no. Let me rephrase it. I sound awful. I was oh, like, okay. This, then. I was like, go. it sounds, it sounds good. It's just, I don't know what I'm doing, uh, but I'll get there. I plan on little by little. So uh, a while back, I think it was uh, Ryan, our patron who, who ended up asking about like, uh, you know, new year's resolutions. I guess this is going to be one of mine is learning how to play the drums. Cause I've like always wanted to know my entire life, but just never could. Cause it, I, I, I guess it feels like electric drums are more accessible now than they were when I was a kid. And yeah. I definitely wasn't going to get a real set back then. So like, this is the time to do it, I guess. All right, cool. Well, I'm glad for you. That seems really cool. And luckily with like electric drums, I mean, you're already in a house and everything, but with electric drums, you don't have to worry about like pissing off your wife or right, like exactly. you kids. Yeah, you don't have yeah, to worry exactly. about waking them up. So that's that's pretty nice. That's yeah. that's sweet, and they look cool. You know, thanks. Yeah, it's a. It's a Everybody nice thinks you're playing there. fucking rock band, but you're Dude. actually playing real drums, like yeah. a big boy. I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy. I uh, I wasn't sure how it was gonna look in the shot. I was like kind of nervous, and I was like, ah, that's not that distracting. But I use this office for both, you know, these podcasts, but also for real work, and I'm on mm-hmm. that side to the the left of me when i do like real work and i tried it out today dude it is literally like front and center for that drum set and i was like fuck (laughs) this looks so weird because it's like all you can see in the background of me and i'm like i'm gonna have to learn real quick because people are gonna come out with those comments like oh you play drums and i gotta be like no i'm learning like (laughs) (laughs) all right well good luck to you big josh boy of course before we get into the games we've been playing uh please we gotta go through our housekeeping please check out our em games developer interview going live this wednesday that is wednesday the 16th of february they are talking about their game called isle of jura Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. jura 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. All right. It's a nice oh, cozy you're... fishing game. I yeah, I saw that. I was like, okay, it looks kind of cute. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, while you're on your browser, might as well head over to the IndiePod store over on Teespring. You can pick up some T-shirts, stickers, hoodies, whatever. Uh, head over to YouTube. Just type in IndiePod. Super easy to find. You can watch these episodes. Leave us reviews on any site in which you could do so. Specifically, iTunes and uh, now Spotify allows reviews so please so do allow us or uh, allow us give us a good review <laughs> you know it's always weird like recording yeah, it's true on on monday nights is a little odd because i'm just like i'm kind of tired like no matter what mondays are always weird so there you go but we also got to thank all of our amazing three dollar patrons of course if you give us any amount of money or any amount of your time you are absolutely fantastic and we love you for it but we got to thank those three dollar tiers so thank you so much to ryan ethan a gamer for fun john <laughs> it's just john 
Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Phil Brenshaw, the Wombat Emperor of Australia, and Sam Fillion from Canada. Thank you all so much. You are all so amazing. And Big Josh Boy, you have been waiting since last week to talk about this game. So tell me about Grapple Dog from Medallion Games. That's right. Last week, I could not talk about it. I feel like every time I have a game, it's very rare because mostly we don't ask for a lot of free codes um but the developer or the one of like the pr guys reached out and was like hey do you want this code to talk about the game and i was like sure it looks cool like i'll do it um but every time we do this seemingly the embargo date is always the day right after this will go live for patrons so i'm like can't do it which sucks but whatever so now i'm like a week late but the point is Grapple Dog. Uh, we talked about this in the Super Rare Games publisher, like big bonanza thing that they did, where they talked about, "Hey, we're actually publishing our own games now, and and not just doing physical type uh, releases," which I think is super cool. Um, but Grapple Dog is a nice mix of kind of like think of a Super Mario Three type game, and then just give Mario the ability to not gain random powers but instead you've got a grapple hook and you're literally just flinging yourself all over the place uh that's basically it um it is really quirky and interesting i love the art style because it's got this cartoony but you know like classic type of look to it at the same time though it is you playing a platformer game where the whole idea is about momentum and about swinging yourself and trying to not lose speed so you have like a a slight run meter kind of similar to uh super mario brothers 3 where you know you run in the same direction for long enough and it'll kind of grow and you'll get a slightly faster so the idea is you want to try to go as fast as you can get all the pickups which are like these little oranges get uh these diamonds as well these like purple diamonds and collect as many as you can throughout each level if you want to go back through those levels you can do like a uh, a time trial version of it and try to play it as fast as you can and beat a certain time uh, as well as bosses and things that you get throughout each one of those and even bonus stages which are just you find these like another collectible of these bonus coins which will unlock stages for you to play and do certain things which will be like kill all the baddies or get to a certain place fast enough um it very much is what you would think of if you're like, I'm looking for a cool platformer with grappling mechanics. Like, that is Grapple Dog. The story for it is more or less uh, you're a like really shitty archaeologist. Uh, I guess archaeologist. Is that the? Well, yeah. You're, you're going with this archaeologist who's like <laughs> discovering stuff and you're like their assistant and you're like real shitty at it and you're just like ah you're just like this dumb dog who's just like kind of living its own life and ends up falling into this pit with uh this robot head and you're like oh robot head like I, how do i get out and he's like i'll help you come on let's go find a way out and he's like we gotta go get this grapple hook over here and then we can get out and you're like perfect and he's like come on open this door and you open the door and then it's like i'm an evil robot bitch and he's like i'm yeah, taking like, over the world something fucked up don't you okay <laughs> and you're like uh oh and then you gotta save the world and yada yada so it's very like ridiculous when it comes to that uh point but like it's still real good it's it's uh very just like 
quirky type humor. The characters are all very interesting. Uh, I definitely am having fun with the levels. It's not, um, I wouldn't say it's difficult in, in any way because like there's a lot of checkpoints throughout each one of the levels. Uh, and you have like five hits before you die. It's very rare that um, you're going to have that issue. Um, but the checkpoint system makes it easy where, you know, it's not a lot of backtracking. And I think the main, like if you're really like, it's good accessible, uh, like accessibility towards gamers who want just an easy thing. Grapple Dog is going to be relatively easy. It's obviously going to have platforming and be challenging in certain areas, um, at least for the levels that I played. You know, uh, truth be told, I only got to world three uh, out of the five um, at this point. But like the main challenge that I can see with people who want to like really push themselves and have a harder experience are those who want to kind of speed run it and do those time trials after I mentioned at the end of each one of those levels, when you complete it, you can go back and you can play to see how fast you can go. Um, which it's really easy to screw up the speed that you're going because the way you like flow off of the grapple hook is very much like physics based where if you jump early you will not go far at all but you'll go real high or if you go you know like you have to really time it you have to get good with that mechanic so there's a lot that goes into it um and there's different areas where there'll be like uh, a lot of you know little light puzzles where you'll have to unlock certain areas where there's invisible walls that will show up or uh there's areas where you're swimming and so you're the movement that you have the rate of movement is like so much different um but i short you know long story short i think that it's a really good game for those who want something that is very much feels like a classic but with up updated animations and gameplay uh just like accessibility options. So think of a Mario game that looks more fleshed out when it comes to like cartoony animation that also has the ability to, uh, you know, have a little bit more of stop and go where if you die, it's not the end of the world. You don't have to start back at world one. You can continue through as many times as you'd like. So that's kind of a, a mix of that. And then maybe like a mix of Sonic of the like, gotta go fast kind of a thing. So it's a lot of classics kind of rolled up into one. Um, plus you get to be like, Batman is a dog, you know, got to grapple around. It's great. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't like want everybody, that? Everybody, you know, when people think Batman, they're like, but what if he was a dog? You it's know, true. it's like, that's right. That's all it right? is. You get to be bat dog. So did you ever watch that like old cartoon on Cartoon Network uh, called Crypto the Super Dog, I believe is what it was called. And on mm, occasion, mm -mm. like he fucked around with Batman's dog as well. And they just like went around and fought crime and shit. Was that your favorite show growing I up? I never, never seen this <laughs> in my entire life. But I assume that that would basically be this game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Dude. Fucking Batman's dog had all these dope ass gadgets, but one of them grapple hooks. So See? I think this is just subtly the origin Maybe, story. Yeah, for Batman's this is dog. the prequel. This is the prequel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grapple okay. dog is just the beginning of Batman's dog. That's how it works. Okay. All right. There Slapped you go. Out. You know what's it funny seems... is they they asked me. They were like, "Do you want to put a quote for like their accolades trailer? Put that shit on the box." <laughs> it's like Batman, but a dog. But a dog. <laughs> <laughs> all right there you go so that is grapple dog by medallion games uh for me this week like last week i i said i was going to be playing some skull the hero slayer by southpaw games i have 
I, I've invested a couple hours into it. Not too much. It's actually a way back when, when it first came out, I thought, of course, people were being dramatic about how hard the game was. Um, it's actually much harder than I thought. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's weirdly hard. I beat the first boss maybe three times now, two or three times. Um, yeah. there's a lot more it, after that. Oh yeah. I bet it's, it's, remarkably hard and i'm very interested in that fact i do love the like constantly switching out of heads and and you have like a couple of different ones um i so far i have played uh with the like the wave skull head which is pretty dope where you become like a wave gin and just like beat the shit out of people uh the werewolf was cool i like yeah. the werewolf um i did the shield I guess was yeah, pretty yeah, interesting yeah. where they just have like a fucking bolt through their skull, but like they've got a shield, which is interesting. Um, I enjoy the variation of each one and how it kind of just changes everything, including the gameplay style. I think that's really, really cool so far. I haven't really got the hang of it. Uh, mm -hmm. for the most part I have like, I, I just, I find it odd how hard it is to gain health, which is pretty weird. Like yeah. you pretty basically can only purchase it from the shops, but then the shops have different types of like health gains each time where it's like you gain 30% of your health or you gain like 40% of your health, but with this weird drawback or some, or some odd thing. So the game very much favors you to learn how to just never get hit. Yeah, that's what I've noticed, which is annoying yeah. because fucking the archers are super weird. The first boss is also an archer and just beats the shit out of you, which is hilarious because like if you play a if you have like the werewolf head, they're basically dead like immediately Yeah, because they just sit there and let you hit them like the entire time. But I think the game is really fun. Uh, so far I'm enjoying it. The combo overlays, which is always a, a big plus in my book look great, especially the witch. She's looking <laughs> a thick big boy. She's looking hella thick. So I'm like, you know what? Is Skull the Hero Slayer the best game of uh, 2021? I don't know. I didn't I didn't play it then, but like... <laughs> Might have been. Might have been it's if got, you played it. It's got best girl, dude. It's, it's good shit right there. Yeah. You'll, you'll find... Like, you can do slight upgrades, which make it easier, but I never felt like it made that big of a difference for me. It's more of like very similar to roguelikes where you just kind of have to learn patterns and get good because the game one of the things that i hated is it favors so much for you never to have to buy an upgrade from like health wise because everything is so like you are so just scraping by in that game when it comes to trying to buy an upgrade or trying to like it really makes you think about like what's going to be the best thing for my build for this run because i don't have a lot to work with right so it, it was uh, tough, but I think that as you get better at those patterns, it becomes easier. And it's like and the, the one thing that I did find annoying is that you the game for a roguelike is pretty long, like how much time you need to invest in it. Because you like, you know, you said that, oh, I beat the first boss and, you know, probably a few other levels like it goes for a like a good long chunk more like that's only like a fifth of the game. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, like, because there's, there's like, four other main bosses, I think, at that point. And it's like, you beat it, 
at this one point where you're like, oh, that's the end. And then it's like, nope, there's a whole big chunk more after this. And I was like, good God, this game goes on forever. But uh, but some of the heads are really cool. Like you get like a Kratos one at, at some point, which I think is interesting. Um, there's like the like the Grim Reaper that looks really cool. You get these like legendary ones that are just really good um, and super cool to play with. So it just but some of it's just like luck and it, they'll show up randomly. But uh, when you get them, it's very fun. All right. Well, I'm interested in playing more. Of course, it's on Game Pass now. Uh, so I'm playing it on Game Pass PC. It's fun. It's interesting. I'm enjoying it, but also just getting my ass beat constantly. So yeah, I, It'll I'm not 100% sure like how long I'm going to play it. Um, but like the thick ass freaking witch wife, it was so good. I'm also playing Ghost of Tsushima on my PlayStation 5, but like that's not something I'll talk about. That's what I'm heavily investing most of my time into. This guy. I got done with Inquisition and I was like, okay, on to the next game of my backlog. So there you go. That's what all I'm right, doing. All right. That's what I'm doing. It's uh, fine. But it is on. What it is on? It's it time is to on, move on, baby. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> it's, uh, on. it's time. time to move on to our main news stories for this week. Our first <laughs> and only news story is over on IGN. It is written by Ryan Dinsdale, and it is Team 17 staff speak out on sexual harassment, low pay, poor treatment, and more. Uh, this is kind of just like a brief discussion about this issue in general uh apparently it was originally reported on by Eurogamer. Mm-hmm. i didn't have a chance to look into that but big josh boy was looking around at different stuff so eventually i'll throw it over to you to see if you could highlight some different sure, points and sure. stuff before but, we before we go into that though i have ahead. a real serious thing to talk about do you think oh. ryan got made fun of uh when he was in i'm assuming high school or middle school because of his last name being so close to the town that timmy turner lived in uh what is Dimsdale? the town of timmy turner is it really it's like literally the difference of one letter yeah i, I don't know how it's old is be ryan dinsdale dude i don't know like that's, i feel like it would question. it would largely depend on how old they are that is the because question. like if they're 40 years old now no there's yeah, no way like it true. didn't exist then but if they're our age yeah maybe yeah. you know maybe somebody just called them like doug dimidome that's what i'm saying because it's owner of the dimsdale dimidome yeah so it's... maybe maybe <laughs> anyway i'm glad that you're like i've got something serious i need to talk because I, I, <laughs> I didn't i didn't look at the author when i first read this and i was like is that, is that like dimsdale and i was like oh no and it just immediately got you just yeah like, oh, i was like we gotta talk about come this come on All right, well, uh, the article goes on to say, Staff at Worms developer Team 17 have spoken out on issues of sexual harassment, low pay, and poor treatment within the studio in the wake of the public backlash following its NFT U-turn. Increasing number of staff have alleged... Uh, have allegedly left Team 17 in recent years due to the issues that allegedly include a dismissive HR team, demeaning boss, and a culture of being overworked. Uh, More than a dozen team members told Eurogamer. Staff said the company HR team failed to act appropriately when women reported sexual harassment, such as being sent degrading messages and suggestive photos by male colleagues, can people just fucking stop, dude? Why? Like, dick pics in general, fucking no. Just keep it in your pants, you know what I mean? Unless, mm-hmm. I don't know, somebody asks for a dick pic, which I'm going to say... How many people uh, realistically Few and ask far between. That? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, like... 
I don't know how many people are like, let me see that cock, big boy. Like, what you what you packing, you know? Unless yeah. it's like a joke between two, like, buds, a joke between two friends. But in real life, I don't think it's often. I don't you know? know. I don't know that many people that are like, that's a good looking cock, you know? <laughs> you got you got big dick. It's cool. Okay. It's All right. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that the uh, the appeal is in the look of it. But yeah, I think it's just like, hey, if you're not gonna do it to be like, you know, not a shit person, uh, maybe just stop because like it's not gonna get you anywhere, you know? Like nobody wants to see your cock. If anything, you're gonna get made fun of. It's so true. yeah, just I, fucking chill. Like body positivity only goes so far. When you send somebody an unsolicited dick pic, you are giving them full like just a complete authority of not only sharing that with however many people, even though that's also kind of an issue, but uh, would just completely make him fun of you. So, like, guard yourself and quit being such a gigantic fucking piece of shit and just keep those dick pics to yourself. You know, if you want to take a dick pic and you want to have it just like in your phone so you can look at it, it's just for you. That's cool, dude. That's cool. A dick but like the second you me. think about sending it to anybody just completely unprovoked, you should you should rethink your life choices. You just mm. how about you just go fuck yourself in that one? Okay. Uh but it goes on to say HR minimized the incidents and gave the accused a slap on the wrist and told victims to sort them sort it themselves or sort it out themselves, yeah. which is uh pretty weird because it's literally a human resources job to to do this stuff so like i don't know how you just say sort it out just yourself figure it and it's out. like <laughs> like what are you what doing do you get paid for dude <laughs> like okay whatever uh team 17's group ceo debbie bestwick was also criticized one staff member said debbie posts so many things about being a woman in the games industry on twitter and yet harassment is going on in her company and people are being told essentially it hasn't happened staff hold mixed feelings overall for bestwick who has allegedly made staff cry by singling them out in meetings one employee told eurogamer that they're so overworked that things are going to get messed interesting uh, or missed not messed, messed. i'm just messed. an idiot <laughs> uh and <laughs> you're sat in a meeting being asked why the hell did this game not meet our expectations bestwick is worth two uh 272 million dollars apparently and staff said she regularly discusses her wealth in the open plan office and on social media an issue made worse as some employees are paid low and terrible salaries starting at around 21 1,800 per year. Apparently, uh, yeah, apparently it's like QA people. They're paid that. And they're like, they push. Really? Yeah, so it's QA people and their kind of whole model seemingly was about like they push for people to do overtime to make that work. So like just forcing people to do more hours to actually get paid fair wages was kind of the, the thing that in Eurogamer they talked a little bit about. That's fucked up, especially because QA is such like... It's not good for any department in a in like in a company or just in general, but QA is a big deal. Like for sure. Yeah. You wanna know why like it's not up to your fucking standard? It's because you pay your QA people shit wages. Like that's why you ship broken ass games and dumb shit. It's cause you're 
QA, you know? So just fucking chill. Uh, staff have regularly worked as late as 8 p.m. with one employee saying they did so they did so every night for months to meet a deadline brought upon by Team 17 taking on too much work. The problem was raised to management and ignored as staff were essentially told the wages uh, you are being paid are fine, which is like, you would think that's like up to the person to decide. No, nah, man, it's fine. Don't it's, worry about it. Yeah. What are you talking you're about? Just like, uh, you're, it's like basically slight liver. No, it's fine. It's, it's fine. cool. It's like, okay. Don't worry about it. You're getting pennies on the dollar. It's fine. It's cool. What, what do you mean you want more? Fuck off, you know? Yeah. Bitch. You're, you're I lucky. You're $272 million in my back pocket. You just eat a fat dick, you know? Yeah. Like here, I got one on my phone right here. You can see it. It's just eat that bad boy, you you're know? You're lucky we're uh, even paying you, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. They're like, you get paid to play video games. So You're fucking lucky. So just like, shut up. Disregard you know? normal living standards, all right? You don't need it because you get to play video games. Yes. That is life. It's pretty fucked up. Uh, when your gamer approached Team 17 with these claims, staff were warned that an extensive and negative article was about to be published, a warning given with far more notice than its NFT project that was announced and canceled within 24 hours. I love the NFT thing comes up like three times in this they article this, and it's well, just kind of like shit on them. It's Yeah, and it's really interesting because like this whole article, when I read it and the reason why I wanted to go through the Eurogamer or Euro, the Eurogamer stuff, excuse me, I had like a brain fart, um, was because essentially this wasn't anything new, really. It's just coming to light more because... It's kind of like that the last straw and people just finally yeah. snapping and being like people have been bringing up noise about this for apparently like a few months now or like it's been a big thing apparently since like six months ago a lot of people have been leaving the company but this was one of those things where they were like all right that's it like this is ridiculous like this company is going crazy but it, it's not like this article or this incident was something that was like recent. It's not like this was, oh, just recently we got a new person who's head of whatever and shit sucks. It's like this has been happening for a long time and seemingly the only thing that's kept these people together. Because you think about it, right? Like obviously not everyone can just up and leave and just find a new job. But there's people who have been here apparently for like a long time and have kind of stuck it out. And it's like... The only thing keeping them there then is probably the fact that they like who they're working with, like the actual team, but just mm -hmm. management is awful to them. And that happens all the time. Like you, you see that a lot, especially in like, you know, like when I was in high school or high school and college, uh, I did like, you know, the shitty whatever jobs that you have to do that um, are just customer service type jobs that people get shit on. And it's like you have like a terrible time because people are just awful to you for some reason because that's just how people treat people in the customer service industry and like the only reason why i never left a lot of jobs is because i just i enjoyed the people i was working with right yeah. and so what happens is finally this is the the last straw and they're just getting super pissed off and it sucks because seemingly this has been a problem for a long time but uh nft is just the one thing that people are going to look to to be like all right, this company sucks. Like, look, look what they did. Look at this NFT. Look at this monkey picture. Like, we can't do it. 
So it just, I don't know. I think it's super interesting. I know why they're bringing it up so much is because it's just like the one final thing. It's that nail in the coffin. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. For sure. Yeah. It's that nail in the coffin of like, okay, team 17 apparently sucks is what people say now. So. All right. Okay. I don't know. Obviously there's like the, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but obviously there's the whole, we're only hearing it from one side and I'm sure there's like, this isn't everyone's take, but there's enough people to be saying this that like at least a department or, you know, a, a ma- not a majority, but like there is a vocal group here who is getting kind of shit on when it comes to their work life. Yeah. Um, so Team 17, they gave a full response to Eurogamer. Uh, and I always find these so funny because it's like. No one's ever just going to admit to having this like really shitty workplace this is or such anything. Such a dumb PR response. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, it's I hate it's it so, so much. fucking stupid. And it's like I get that like no one is going to say that it is their fault, but like maybe but they don't even just... like recognize it. They just say like we're doing yeah. things. Like, yeah, we've been doing things for a while and it's like, but seemingly the things you're not doing aren't enough. But they're like, but we're doing we're shit, doing things. Yeah. So just fucking calm down. It's uh, like, so it's like if my car digital. broke down and I was like, I'm, I'm getting regular oil changes. Like, what's the problem? And it's like, well, yeah. you know, your tire has been Everything flat else. for two weeks <laughs> and you've been driving on it. It's like, yeah, but I get oil changes. What's the problem here? It's like, hmm. You're maybe not looking at everything. <laughs> you might not be looking at the full picture. Uh, so Team 17's response is Team 17 Digital takes its responsibility or yeah, responsibility to its staff extremely seriously. We constantly review our internal policies and practices and assess how we support our employees through our management surveys and or survey and through direct dialogue with the team, including newly established employee-led working groups, which okay. Like I don't understand what that is, but all right, that's cool that you did that. Um, this encompasses compensation, workplace culture, and environment, among other key areas, uh, to continually strive to improve our employee experience. In January, as part of this, we announced new improvements to the way we pay and reward our Teamsters. We care passionately about our Teamsters, and our aim is to ensure they feel connected, valued, and have a sense of belonging and purpose that they continue to be proud of team 17 and the products we develop and publish do you wonder if like one of the the new ways that they like put in to improve their their payments and like rewards to their teamsters was just like you can work more and it'll make your shitty wage slightly less shitty like Uh how you were saying yeah (laughs) it could be they're like we'll give you uh your own nft worm statue for every employee yeah that's you know what that's some good shit right there they're mm-hmm. like it's basically like how apple used to instead get of giving people like uh bonuses they used to give them stock it's like the same thing yeah you know yeah, what yeah, i yeah. mean but like NFTs. it only increases in value because everyone wants these worms nfts that's true everyone fucking wants them and there's they're, only they're, there's only, commodities. they're one of a kind like <laughs> the value like come on man Think of supply and demand. Like there's it's NFTs are in demand right now. And the supply is just so low. 
Yeah, just it only goes up in value, Big Joshua. It know, only I goes up it. in value. I get it. I don't know what these Team 17 people are complaining about. They're fucking set. What are they getting yeah. money for? They got worm statues. Virtual yeah, and worm you get like $20,000 on top of that like every year, bro. You get you get that, you get worm statues, and dude, you get like, you get and to play you know video games all day. You get to play like, video games why all you even, day. You don't get why to. Why are you being a bitch? Plus, you, you get free dick pics whenever you want. I like, know. I don't get any free dick pics. I have to, I have to look them up myself. For. You know, I have to. Uh, these people don't know how good they got it. Right? Like they you don't have for to... real if like the CEO is sitting on top of this like $272 million and they're just like, you know what? But I would trade this for like being able to play games, a fat like folder of dick pics, you know, like a bunch <laughs> of <fat folder laughs> a dick bunch pics. of worms NFTs. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? It's, yeah, it's always I think, that like, grass that was is greener taken on directly the other side. from their diary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just like, bro, I just want a fat folder of dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah i mean that's that's the real way to live you know the true true way to to happiness just it's just a fat folder of dick pics i guess so i that's what yeah. we've discovered here today uh i i don't know man i think this is ridiculous like we we talked a little bit about it how it's like it was kind of a nothing statement and i get that they had to put out that statement but like it just feels very passive aggressive or just like Hey, it's not our fault. We're doing things. Like, yeah. It's like that's not the right attitude for that statement. Like, I get that you need to cover your butt and you can't be like, we fucked up because legally then like something could happen. Um, yeah, you're culpable at that point. You right. admitted fault. Yeah. But they could, you know, give some kind of statement to the idea of like, we're very hurt that some of our employees are feeling this way or that people have been treated, blah, blah, blah. We're going to do everything in our power to make things right. And to, you know, whatever it is, legal speak, there's people who do this better than I do. Cause I'm not in any way trying to do this as a profession, but like, there's definitely a better way to come off than the way they did. Um, but I, I don't know. Granted, you know, we talk a lot about this all the time where we always like shit on these companies that do this, but like running a company is hard. Like I get it. But also yeah. being a nice and not shitty person is also pretty easy. And seemingly it's all the time that that is not the case for everyone in this industry. So I don't know, maybe everyone's just an asshole and that's just how it's got to be. Like it's, I don't know. It sucks. <laughs> So on that note, uh, we have covered our main news story, so it is time for us to hop into News Cram. Ugh, a depressing cram. <laughs> news Cram is our weekly wrap-up segment where we the hosts of IndiePod and Indie Games podcast cram you full of all sorts of indie games news. This week... We don't have any news stories or uh, any new deals and quick deals for you, but we do have a whole bunch of new stuff. Our first three items in new stuff come by way of Nintendo Life, where it's reported that roguelike action platformer, ooh, fuck me, yeah. Getsu Fumaden Undying Moon by Konami Digital Entertainment and Guru Guru is now available on the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam. That action-adventure game, The Serpent Rogue by Senji Games, or Sengi Games, uh, is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam on April 26th. And that uh, adventure game, Forest Grove by Mega Games, is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam sometime in Q3 of this year. Now, over on IGN, where it's reported that 
Upper One Games and Eline Media have just announced they're working on a sequel to 2014's Never Alone, yet they're only in pre-production for the game. That stealth horror game Hello Neighbor 2 by Eerie Guest and Tiny Build is releasing in its beta format on April 7th. That one-hit kill platformer or platform fighter Samurai Gun 2 by Oh dude, I fucking <laughs> I just want to kill myself right now. Uh by Bu Blythe, Nelson Bowles, Valentin Sushi, Doze One, Adam Robazali, Evan Hemsley, and Yellow Afterlife is headed to the PlayStation 5 sometime later this year. You know what? Y'all need to just fucking choose a team name or something. Or just shorthand. You can be the debauchery tea party for all you Log Horizon fans, because I'm fucking sick of this bullshit. Like, this team has come up a few times, and they do this on every one of their games. And I'm like, they just want to all you. be recognized. I get it. They, you know what? That's they why, absolutely should be. Yeah, that's I why we're going to rebrand to the Josh and Vaughn show. Yeah, the the Josh Nidus Vaughn Hyde uh, on occasion, and then just like every time we have to change the name, update merch like with special guest Chris Penwell, with special guests like all sorts of yeah, different yeah, stuff. Yeah. Every time, you know, every time. anytime anyone shows up, it's just like if something shows up in the background, like there's a fucking Hornet plush and Hollow Knight plush right there. They're like featuring Fan Gamer and featuring Team Cherry, and then list all the people who work at Team Cherry because I just want to fucking die. Every okay, so time. that. 2D Souls like action platformer Salt and Sacrifice by Ska Studios is headed to PlayStation platforms on May 10th. And that open universe exploration game No Man's Sky by Hello Games is headed to the Nintendo Switch sometime later this year. Great but game. Big Josh Boy, that is it. So it is time for us to hop into our indie shout outs for this week. <laughs> Take it away, Big Josh Boy. What, uh, what you want to shout out? I see you delving into Kickstarter again. Yeah. what yeah, you got yeah, yeah. uh i'm not really here to talk about the kickstarter page specifically but if you want to back it uh it's definitely there for you but i've been following this uh studio for a while uh beyond the long night is the game this is by noisy head games uh and it's just a single developer if i'm not mistaken uh they're from the uk and in their <laughs> In their Kickstarter page, they just say, Hi, I'm Steve. I wear thick, cozy jumpers, eat a healthy amount of vegetable soup, and make indie games. So, uh, seemingly good dude, I guess. <laughs> but Beyond the Light looks super cool. It is a roguelike game, uh, go figure, from coming from me. But it's this adventure game where you seemingly are, like, everyone in the game kind of looks like the white Michelin man. <laughs> like, they're just these white little yeah. blob-type characters, which I think is super cute. Uh, but you're traveling through this uh, dungeon type area, but you're traveling by balloons. And I don't mean like hot air balloons. I mean, like literally like you went to a birthday party, you picked out six balloons, tied them to your back. And for some reason, you're just able to float. And so you can fly around, you can dash from those balloons. And then you're also playing a twin stick shooter where you know, you're moving with one stick, you're shooting with the other, and there's enemies around. It reminds me, uh, for those who know the game Noita, or Noita, however you pronounce it, N-O-I-T-A, reminds me a lot of that, and I think it's just because of the visual style and the movement, because there was a lot of, like, hovering in Noita. Um, but it seems really cool. I like the the actual 
just aesthetic to it. I like the combat of the twin stick shooter style, but it's different because you're on these balloons, which I think is super ridiculous. But I like how the platforming of it. Well, I don't know that you could say it's platforming because there's it's just floating. Is is this a floating genre? Like what is <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Maybe. What is Owlboy? You know what I mean? That's like true. is it platforming? I don't know. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird one, but I think this game looks a lot of fun. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, their Kickstarter is going right now, which they haven't uh, met their goal, but they're very close. Um, I think it's like $15 to get the game uh, or to eventually get a copy of the game. But it looks super cool. It looks like something I would play, and I recommend people checking it out or checking it out. Uh, just type in Beyond the Long Night. It's on Kickstarter right now, and I believe their Twitter is Noisy Head Games. Uh, damn, I was hoping I could find it real quick, but I can't. <laughs> oh, we're stalling for time, and it is. It's at Noisy Head Games. All right. Okay. Uh, for me this week, my indie shout out is Astral Ascent. It's by uh, Hibernian Workshop. I don't. I don't know exactly how you'd say that. It's actually the same developer who worked on. Um, I want to say Dark Devotion. Yeah, Dark Devotion, which kind of I would say received like cult status last year. Um, people really, really seem to like the game. So I'm checking out, or I'm not checking out. I ended up coming across Astral Ascent on Twitter and it seems pretty cool. They're working toward an early access period, uh, on steam, but I'm not exactly sure when that's going to happen. The game itself, I believe you could play as four different characters. Yeah. It is a roguelite action like a uh, 2d action platformer it looks really really cool you go up against 12 different zodiac bosses and the few that they showcase in their steam trailer look pretty dope i have to say um i really like the combo overlays is probably like the <laughs> thing that drove me to the game but the combat itself actually looks pretty fluid and pretty dope at times it even reminds me of like wizard of legend but obviously it's completely different it's just like the I guess the they they tote it's got like dozens of unique spells, which I mean dozens is not many, but <laughs> um <laughs> it's not not that many. But it's still like the the variations in combat between the couple of different heroes plus whatever spells you can get seem pretty interesting. And the zodiacs that you fight against look their their designs are cool, one, but they're different like gameplay. Uh, the, their different combat styles seem pretty cool too. Mm. So that one's Astral Ascent by Hibernian Workshop. Or yeah. I don't know exactly the, how to say it. The artwork, it looks cool. The artwork kind of reminds me of Hyperlate Drifter in a way. Like I could a, see a that. A lighter like world, right? Like a more bright and vibrant world for Hyperlate Drifter. Yeah. Yeah. If it was like 2D, if it was more of like a 2D platformer and less of like an isometric game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, like a lot of the character designs are very similar. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, but that is my indie shout out. So it's time to hop into our listener questions. Uh, this week, we got a bunch of different listener questions. First, we've got Zach writes in and says, do you guys like jackass? If so, what was one of your favorite stunts? For me, it's probably when Ryan Dunn put a toy car up his butt and then went <laughs> to get an x-ray. The x-ray technician's face is just great. So Big Josh Boy, do you like jackass and what is your favorite stunt? 
Um, I wasn't like a person who watched it religiously, but I liked uh, randomly watching it or seeing, you know, like the best of clips. And some of my favorites are uh, I, I wasn't always as crazy of them just getting hurt, like because seeing that kind of stuff would always just make me be like, oh, God, like I didn't like it. But I loved some of the skits they would do. So one of my favorites was the um, the rental car, uh, like uh, what was it called? It's basically they rented a car. They just did a monster truck type thing where they used that car and just ran into a bunch of other cars and destroyed it, like demolished <laughs> it. And then the main skit was them driving the car back and Johnny Knoxville trying to be like, all right, well, uh, yeah, I got into an accident a little bit there and like, but I'm going to expect you to pay for most of this. Cause you know, I rented the car from you and he was like, that's not how that works. And he was like, <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, I think you're responsible for it. He's like, no, you are. He's like, well, <laughs> I was kind of drunk when I signed the contract, so I don't think it really stands. And like, it just goes through this whole thing of him just like eventually being like, all right, well, he's like, you have to pay for this. He's like, you guys work this out. I'm going to take a, a, a quick step outside <laughs> and you figure it out. And he gets this inflatable blow up doll out of the car and then just runs away. <laughs> it was like. So ridiculous. Like that was one of my favorite things about that show is just those scenes where you were just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, I never I I can't say I've ever watched like any sort of show. I watched the movies. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I always liked Jackass when I was younger. I always thought it was funny. I I one of my favorite things was like, of course, like Johnny Knoxville, just like doing dumbass shit. Like when he dresses up as an old man yeah. and just like falls down constantly or, and of course this is like, I feel so bad for the people who have to do with it. But when he would just randomly take dumps in places, like it go into like a home Depot basically and like shit in one of their display toilets. Like I feel so bad for people who had to deal with that. Or the running gag of like putting the car seat on top of the car and then just driving off yeah. and seeing how many people freak out because they think his baby's inside. <laughs> like, it's just so fucking dumb. And of course, Phil brought one up, which is the used part of porta potty, like yeah. fucking slingshot, where Steve O gets inside of it and just gets shot out and just is covered in the worst shit imaginable, literally. Yeah, the Jackass was always something I thought was really funny, and I've been thinking about like possibly seeing the new movie, but I don't know exactly if I'm going to do that. <laughs> you know, see. I might be too old for it. You I know? don't know. It's I just... don't know. Yeah, some of those are are pretty ridiculous. Uh, another one that I really liked was the one where they did. Uh, there was like a they got on like a seesaw, like a, a four person seesaw and had a bull that was charging oh at them. God, yeah. And so they would have to jump up each time. And it was just like, oh man, it got so bad at the end when they like, I can't remember. It was one of, I think it was one of the ones that like really fucked up Johnny Knoxville. Cause there was a part where like that yeah, bull really- Yeah, I don't know how they're not dead, dude. Yeah, that bull really pinned him down onto that thing. Like, oh my God, that must've been so damn painful. I know exactly what you're talking about. He gets so fucked up, it's insane. Yeah. And I don't understand how you just keep signing on for that, dude. Like, I, I guess Bam Margera was annoyed that, like, he wasn't asked to come on for the next movie. And it's like, dude, maybe you shouldn't. 
You know, like, <laughs> like if they fucking if I was in one jackass movie, I would never come back again. You know, I would <laughs> like I'm good. I would hope that I was the guy who like read a fucking sign on the wall. And then that big like boxing glove just punched me in the face. And that's as far as it went. <laughs> I didn't have to like fucking spin around in a chair and try to beat the shit out of my friend or like sit on a bed of nails, dude. Oh it's oh, it's also fucked up. So, yes. I have watched Jackass. Yeah, I've got some favorite stunts. But yeah, no, that just sucks so bad. <laughs> so Serial SE writes in and says, uh, this is apparently a question that kind of like completely stopped a Discord in its tracks, which I think is interesting because I don't think it's actually that hard of a question to ask or answer. But it is, would you rather not be able to open any closed doors, locked or unlocked, or not be able to close any open doors? So Big Josh Boy, which one would you choose? This is, I mean, I feel like this is pretty hard because on the one hand, I don't want to not be able to ever open a door again because if someone closes a door on me, I'm trapped. Yeah, like, you literally I literally can't go anywhere. But also, if I can never close a door, then I'm just like never safe in some regards. But here's the thing, like, because there's always the other person, right? Because like yeah. I have my wife, so I could just be like, I never want to close doors. And then I, every time I have to close the door, just be like, Babe, close the door. I can't. I just, I literally can't. Which is can't. hilarious because they just think you're so fucking lazy. Yeah. Like, they'd be like, you do it. And you're like, I can't. I, like, it's it's physically impossible. And they'd be like, get off your fucking ass and close this door. Like, you defs get divorced within like a month if yeah. you couldn't close doors. For Maybe. Real. Well, you know what? That's the risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> I, yeah, I would uh, not be able to close doors mainly because the same reason I'll never do an like escape room. So, yeah, I that's don't want to be say. fucking trapped, yeah. dude. I, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not trying to get old boy, dude. I'm not trying to get trapped for like 20 fucking years. It's not happening. So yeah, I'm going to yeah, go, you true. never can close a door. And then you know what? I'm just going to like, we're getting a dog. I'm going to train it to close doors for me. Oh, you know what that, I mean? That. that way, yeah, you know? don't have to do shit for my, yeah. like, granted, I have to take that dog everywhere. But like, I mean, I'll be okay. like, it's my, dude. It would be support. more of a service animal than yeah. most people's service animals. They'd be it's like, true. it helps with my foot pain. And I'll be like, I literally cannot close doors. Like, it's impossible. I trained it to close doors for me. It's true. It's legit. Yeah. Because look, otherwise, you know, you're not going to be able to open doors. You're going to get to work one day. Doors are going to be closed. You're going to be like, shit, I can't come into work. You're going to end up getting yeah. fired because you keep doing that. And they're like, I don't understand. And you're like, I can't open the door. Like, somebody's got to help me. I do like, love that we're acting like you're you're fucking set to some sort of secu like secrecy pact. Like, you can never tell anybody about this <laughs> fact that you can't open or close doors. Well, because no one's going to understand. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But, like, what are you going to tell them? Like, oh, a genie made it so I can't open the door. Or, like... They're like, what did you get? And you're like, I got to open doors. Like, what do you mean? And they're just like, no, did you get anything for like one of these shitty ones? And you're just like, you're like, yeah, that's actually the ability to not close doors. Like, yeah. what do you mean? You're like, that's actually not how genies work. They're actually pretty awful. Like, I don't know if you know this, but they yeah, just I take think you things just got away. scammed by a genie, dude. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> 
I don't know why, but that just reminds me of like the bit in New Girl where fucking Winston buys a candelabra and Schmidt's just like, how many times did you rub this and think a genie was going to pop out? And he's like, I've rubbed it a few times, a few times. He's like, if a genie did pop out, what would you wish for? And he's like, more candelabras. (laughs) It's just so fucking stupid. So yeah, if a genie ever comes out of a candelabra, maybe, maybe just like, be like, nah, dude, I'm not fucking with this shit. Like if a genie's ever going to fuck with you, it's going to be one that comes out of just some sort of miscellaneous thing instead of out of a, like a weird little lamp. Like it should be. Apparently. I don't know. Apparently. I don't know. Who made that up? Science. Is that a, I I don't know. I only know that because I guess Aladdin, but like. I can't be basing these off of Disney movies, you know, like, I mean, there was also like, I dream a genie, which I'm not a hundred percent sure. But was if, that, like, that, that genie same came type? out of a bottle? Yeah. But that, was that the same type of bottle? Like it was a bottle, right? Like, was it a lamp? Like I mean, that? I don't know. I just know that that's like kind of fucked up. Cause it's just like, Hey, there's a hot chick that literally can't do anything, but what you tell her to. And it's like, Oh, that shit did not age well. You know what I, I mean? mean? So Fuck genies, dude. Unless they look like fucking genie from Aladdin. Then what's up, big boy? You're looking thick. Uh, Ryan writes in and says, since I I really have to wonder, like, is Ryan five years old or some shit? I'm 26. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's thinking of me. I'm twice your age. Well, I mean, if he's (laughs) if he's like 16, it works for me because I'm 31, like almost 32 coming this year. I guess it's okay. I'll be the old man. Yeah, they did say more or less. I mean, I'm. See, here's the thing. You're the more. You're the old man. I'm the more. You're you the know, less. Just like in reality, you are the old man. But like spiritually, that's me, big boy. Like I'm fucking decrepit on the inside. You know what I mean? That's true. Uh, but they write in and says, uh, say, since you guys are like twice my age, more or less, do you have any advice on getting over it? Specifically, they are talking about, uh, sadly, their dog passed away recently and they want to know how, like if we have any advice on kind of getting over the that trauma and the heartache of it. Big Josh boy recently went through something like this. So I'll just let him answer. I did. And I mentioned it in our Discord when you... Uh gave us this uh, heartbreaking news and asked this question. Uh, I gave like a mini answer, but honestly, like uh, this is very relevant to me. My dog passed in December. So just a few months back uh, and it fucking blew. Um, and I've had a number of dogs in, in my time. Uh, I've always been a, a pet person, a dog person. And I think that they're great companions. And this dog honestly had like, I'd never been hit as hard as I have for this one, which was, both surprising and awful. Um, but I think the the best advice that anyone will ever really give you is just like, it, it, it's really just time. Like you'll never fully get over the loss of something that has been, you know, so much joy, so much time, so much energy from you. Like it's, it's very similar to like a piece of you is gone. Like it just is. And it sucks and there's no cure there's no like do this and you'll feel better um you need to find healthy healthy ways to cope with it um you know some of those are like what i'm doing right back there like learning to play the drums or learning to do xyz or working out or doing something that's healthy that gets your mind off of it whether that's you know something that you love like I went through a big spiral and one of the big things about, you know, why I talk about the binding of Isaac so much, uh, especially as of late is because it was the only thing I could do that felt comforting in a way of like being able to 
eat up time and not constantly just think of how depressed I am, but to also do something that is enjoyable to me. Whereas trying, sometimes trying new things doesn't work for you because you just don't want to do that. And so that was a lot of, you know, my experience where I just wanted to play something that I had already had a lot of experience with, you know, I took interest in. And then there's, there's other little things that you can do. One of the things that I did, which really hurt at the time, but I think was, uh, kind of got me through a lot of it was to talk about some of the memories. I, um, <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing. Um, there was a night where I was bawling. Like I was just tears coming out my eyes. I could not stop. And I f- like furiously, not really furiously, but like just kind of manically pulled up a word document and wrote all of the things that I was going to miss about her, um, her being my dog and thought of every happy moment, every sad moment, every annoying moment, everything that like, happened that I could think of and wrote it down in this list. And it was really rough to do. Um, but I know that, you know, in a month and a year and whenever, when I feel good about actually looking at that kind of thing again, I'm going to appreciate that because as much as you want to forget it in the moment, like I'm not going to want to just forget the dog forever because and and uh phil wrote this in the discord as an answer and i very much agree with it there is a part of you that shouldn't forget what this feels like because the only reason you feel like this or feel shitty is because of how much the that companion meant to you um and so like you shouldn't forget them completely or find a way to just avoid that feeling like it sucks but like that's kind of how life is Um, but to go back to like what you can do to get over it is honestly a lot of just, you need time. You need to do things that are healthy, that you can cope with and manage to keep yourself, you know, to, to keep yourself afloat. So you don't dive into this just dark depression, um, enough for time to pass and for that wound to actually heal and for you to feel more comfortable with it. I would say do things that give you joy, but you know, whatever that is for you. Uh, and then just always remember the good times that you had with them and try to find a healthy way to keep those memories as opposed to how shitty it feels now. Really long, really unfunny, really just, uh, realistic answer, but it's okay. Cause we're going to switch gears real quick. Yeah. Like this is some breakneck shit here, but yeah, I no, I I don't have much to add. Uh, one thing you told them is like it's just it's really about time, which is how I've always kind of ha- had to get over it. Is like you have to allow yourself to feel it uh, because otherwise you're never going to get over it, and yeah. you just need time. At least that's how I did, or that's how I've done it in the past. Uh, but yeah, you covered it thoroughly. So. Why not switch gears and just hop into Phil's question that says, if you get into a fight, are the testicles fair game? Big Josh boy. You punching nuts left and right. You know what's funny about this one is we, I'm pretty sure we had a question very similar, like, but at the start of our show, like 
real early possible. on. I'm pretty sure. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's where... Do you remember there was an episode where you started talking about, like, I could beat anyone in a fight? Oh, that was about the just, animals. Yeah, I, yeah, that was about like, animals, though, where you were like, I could just twist their dick and I'll, I'll yeah, beat them. Yeah, you give them the good old twi- dick twist, dude. And so, you like, just beat them. But, like, if once you hit a female animal, you're done. That's you know? true. That's where they kill you. That's yeah. why That's why uh, women are just better, you know? Because you, exactly. you can't stop They don't them. have extra genitalia. You just fucking punch, you know? Yeah. They are the better warriors. It's true. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that's why I already know your answer because testicles could should definitely be fair game if you're twisting dongs. Like, what's the difference? You know, it's just a it's just a flight of stairs down. Um, <laughs> it's just right around the corner. They're like just, basically neighbors. They're dude. neighbors, dude. Just just palling around. Um, <laughs> I think I think it depends on the fight. <laughs> I think if, if, you're, if you're in a, you know, a, a gentleman's match uh, of some sort and you're just kind of like sparring, no. If like someone's trying to attack you that you don't know, fuck, hit them in the nuts. Like, what, what are you trying to be <laughs> decent if they're hitting you? Like, fuck them. No way. If someone's trying to steal whatever from me or uh, aggressively attack me in any way, I'm going to do anything I can to get them the fuck away from me. And if that means slapping them in the nuts, I'm fine with it. It's just how it is. Yeah, I'm a big like uh, I'm a big proponent of like all's fair and love and war. So like, bro, you're going to come at me. You're going to get your dick twist. You're going to get punched <laughs> in the balls. Like uh, if fucking Mike Tyson can bite somebody's oh ear God, off, stop. I <laughs> guarantee can punch somebody in the ball sack. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? <laughs> I was like, where are we going with this? You're like, hold up. What? You're like, are you, are you saying you're going to bite a nut? Like gonna, what's, what what's you, happening what here? Here's the thing. It's like when given the chance, anybody is going to take the most fucked up route. You know, if it's I mean, if you are in a competition like it's wrestling or like, I guess, like UFC, mixed martial arts, like if a, a fucking karate tournament. No, just like leave the balls out of it, you yeah. know. But if you're in a street fight. Tear their dick and balls off, dude. I don't care. (laughs) They are the most fair of game. Like, gouge them in the eye. Fish hook their dumb ass, you know? Just, like, kick them right in the butthole. Whatever you could do. Who cares? You know? There is no honor in warfare. Like, that's the thing. Fucking samurais died out a long time ago playing Ghost of Tsushima, and they're all like, dude, you gotta do this shit as a samurai. And I'm like, bro... They're fucking lighting people on fire and they've got like flaming swords and you want me to come at them just like with a katana? No, bro. What if I'm that gonna was stab like, them in the butthole? I'm gonna Gaddafi them. What if that was like their accessibility? They were like, all right, we'll we'll put an easier mode in. And it's like you just stabbing them in the dicks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out like uh, they yeah, they have a whole like accessibility mode of just like it changes the assassination. Uh, animation where it's just stabbing people in the butthole and then balls. And it's just like, technically like that's their pacifist run. You're like, <laughs> you're not killing anybody. You're just like, Ugh, yeah, they fucked up, you know? So yeah, f- testicles are fair game. Buttholes, balls, taints, dicks, fair game. Dick twist, bro. Just fucking twist it off. You know what I mean? You changed you changed the initial sentence before and man that is quite a statement from you. <laughs> uh, 
So, last question comes from Surviving Opioids. They say, one, what do you think of this game concept trailer? Um, I will try to include the trailer in the description down below, but it is for Surviving Opioids. Big Josh Boy, what do you think about it? I thought it was pretty cool. Um, it's We talked about this. is very depressing. Um, and oh, that's yeah. obviously the point because you're playing. It reminds me a lot of that one game that... Um, Someone in our Discord uh, sent out about surviving as a homeless individual um, that had to live off the streets. And it kind of seems like that in a lot of ways because it's you trying to survive being someone who is addicted to opioids and like making life choices to seemingly get through that of how long you can last, Um, which Based on, you know, how hard it is and how terrible life can be if you were addicted to some kind of substance like this, I'm sure this game would be kind of challenging and there'd be a lot of times where you do lose because it can't be like a, yay, everything's good, you win, you're not addicted anymore, like it just doesn't work that way. Um, But I'm really into the art style, I think it's super creepy, which goes with the whole concept of this in a way. Um, I think the one thing that I would give feedback on like actual like criticism to it is I don't really know what, like, I understand what we would be doing from the perspective of trying to live out that life and do those actions, but I didn't see a lot of like, what would I actively be doing? Yeah. And granted, this is a concept trailer. Like, uh, so I get that it's not like fully fleshed out at this point probably, but I don't know exactly what it's going to look like as far as my, you know, mechanic, like what's the gameplay loop? What's the main thing that I'll be doing actively in here other than, you know, those few metrics that they showed, but that kind of just looked like random stats that weren't really plotted as something that I am actively doing. So I like the concept. I like the, the weird creepiness to it. Um, the, the actual theme behind this is a really good, just, you know, like I, uh, these kind of topics aren't talked about a lot. And I think that putting something like this out there will give it more of that context of like, this is a serious issue. Like it's a fun way to to play it. Uh, you know, it creates a game out of it, but it also gives you that insight into like, this is a problem. And this is like maybe ways that you haven't looked at how big of an issue this is. Um, but I just don't know what it feels like from a gameplay perspective. All right. Uh, yeah, that was one thing about it is the the kind of like lack of gameplay. So, but like you said, it is a concept trailer. The biggest critique that I have is actually, it, it's one that I have about a lot of things. It's just the audio mixing in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, using the denoise filter so you don't have that constant yes. buzz. Yes, that's a great point. That, yeah, pops in and out with every time that you have audio pop up or the dialogue pop up. Um, sorry, the narration is what I'm talking yeah. about and just using very brief transitions in and out of audio. So you don't get like, sometimes you'll get this popping noise that happens. Yes. So just quick, very brief transitions yeah. at the beginning and ending of audio clips. Cause I'm assuming what you're doing is just clipping out the audio that you want and slotting it in hundred and you can tell. It. Yeah. Because it's you don't have that buzz through the whole trailer. It yeah, only yeah, pops yeah. up and it goes away. Yeah. So that is one thing that I would say I um I found off-putting about the trailer was just hearing that, but yeah, I feel you like can, you kind of have to have an ear for audio to really notice it. Otherwise, I don't think yeah, a lot of people would pay I think attention. the yeah, I think the only place that that was really apparent is especially 
there is an area where they say you have to manage your physical and mental health. And there's like a, a very clear like second between them saying physical and mental health. And you can definitely mm-hmm. hear that it just goes pitch silent because they don't have an audio file on there. So what what you were saying is like use a program like Audacity, use a program like Adobe Audition, put a uh, denoise filter over those pieces so that it takes away a lot of that background hissing noise. So it's not as apparent when there is that gap in between or what you could do if you want to keep and you probably should still do it anyway is you should keep a piece of that audio that's like has that background noise and put it where you're not talking so that it's at the very least consistent throughout. Yeah, it doesn't just like pop in and out, especially because you don't have fade in and fade outs. It does just like pop up, pops out, pop up, pops out. It's it's very odd. But overall, I thought it was actually a really good concept trailer. I thought like Big Josh Boy did the art looked really cool. It remind me a lot of the like this old kind of like freelance videos I used to edit for a friend of mine. It was like spooky, scary Sundays kind of a thing. And he would just watch people's horror animations on YouTube. And the art style for this looks a lot like that, which I'm kind of glad that it does because it just lends to the overall kind of ominous feel of surviving opioids which is like you'd uh, like big josh boy said we did talk about it before and we were like kind of makes sense like it's it's seems like it's supposed to be ominous it's supposed to be creepy like opioid addiction is nothing fun there's there's nothing fun about that like it's especially when you're in the thick of it so i think it's a really great trailer the only thing that I would say needed to be like fixed or just redone would be the the audio mixing. But overall, I thought it was great. The person you chose to narrate was great. They have like a deep kind of creepy ass voice, and I appreciate that. It's, it lent to that ominous feel of the concept trailer. So very good job. Uh, what t-shirt size do you wear? I wear a large. Big Josh Boy, what do you wear? I wear a small are you serious yeah you wear a small I wear a small yeah do you just have a small torso is it or is it because you're swole i like well yeah i like having <laughs> a tight fit to my shirts okay so i wear a small all right i mean i'm a chubby boy so i got titties and i don't like <laughs> i mean i got titties fit. too like they're there <laughs> don't don't be fooled uh and i do i think it's hilarious that they said is von hyde still a huge sucker for free merch i'm like a hundred percent certain that they just copied my name from my like twitter thing and they didn't change it but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean who's not a sucker for free merch let's be real like it's true it's a free merch is dope as shit so yeah. of course people always go but, nuts for that free swag if you go to conferences or things like that like i oh, dude i would do that all the time and you know what's funny too is like I'm the type of person that would get home and be like, why do I have this garbage? And I'd throw it out like immediately. <laughs> but like during the moment, like that conference, I'm like, I gotta get all the free swag. I gotta get it all. And then I look at it and I'm like, what am I doing with this? Yeah. It's just like clutter, dude. It's fucking weird. No, I'm a huge fan of free merch. I'm uh, fucking t-shirts are dope as shit. I did see the surviving opioids is uh, you're doing something special with your merch sales. So that's pretty dope. So 
But yeah, whatever you want to do, hit us up, you know, just get that free merch, whatever. Uh, but that is the end of this episode. Thanks everyone so much for listening. If you would like to chat with us outside of the show, you can hit us up at IndiePod over on Twitter. You can talk to me at Hyde Legion. This is Vaughn at Hyde Legion. Uh, you can check out Josh at the underscore George 90. I got to go through our housekeeping one more time before we hop off here. Please check out our EN ga- or EM Games developer interview. They are talking about their game Isle of Jura. Uh, that is going live on Wednesday, the 16th, each and every Wednesday, hop over to that IndiePod feed and we have a new developer interview for you. Check out the IndiePod store over on Teespring. You can get shirts, uh, you can get sweatshirts, you can get stickers, head over to YouTube. You can watch these episodes, leave us reviews on any site in which you could do so specifically iTunes and Spotify help us out the most. And lastly, thank you so much to all of our amazing patrons at the $3 here or higher. If you give us any amount of money or any amount of your time, you are absolutely fantastic and we love you for it. But made a blood pact and we got to stick to it. So thank you so much to Ryan, Ethan, a gamer for fun. John, it's just job bro. Uh, Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Renshaw, the one bad emperor of Australia and Sam Fillion from Canada. Thank you all so much. We're all so amazing. And we will talk to you all next week. Goodbye. Bye.